Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Agreeable Gray Area podcast. As always, I am your host, Al, and I wanted to talk about homeownership today on this lovely August 28th evening. As some of you know, I am a homeowner. I've been a homeowner since I was 24. I don't know why it took me so long to remember that. (laughs) I guess it was a long time ago. And it was honestly a very odd um, transition because I feel like I'm still learning how to be a homeowner, even though I've been a homeowner for about, you know, like six to eight years or so. I don't feel like doing the math. But lately I've been like really just thinking about how much work it takes to go that goes into, you know, taking care of a home. Fortunately, I have, you know, sisters who are homeowners and at the time like so like, you know, I had the you know, I was fortunate enough to have sisters as homeowners. And especially my oldest sister, you know, she helped me find my home. And, you know, she, you know, would give me tips and stuff on how to maintain it. And she always said that a lot of, like, mainly what goes into a home to, like, prevent a lot of serious things from happening, like cracks in the foundation. Well, that's a little bit extreme. Like, when I say foundation, I don't really mean, like, the actual, like, flooring foundation. But, you know, like... I don't know, just like a lot of, like, okay, long story short, you know, she'd always told me that just like maintaining a home was, you know, the main thing when it comes to homeownership. You know, in a way, it's what keeps everything cheap in terms of if anything needs to, if if any repairs are needed. You know, like, if you're totally neglecting something, then it's going to be a lot more costly when that issue becomes a lot more serious and detrimental. And at the time, I was 24, which, you know, illegally is still a child. (laughs) Legally, you're an adult, but realistically, you're like, you're still a kid. And, you know, you're just like, okay, cool, whatevs. And mind you, that sisterism is like, you know, she's about 17 years older than me. So she is like way an adult, you know, has kids, married, homeowner, the whole shebang. Whereas I was just like pretty much fresh out of college, starting my career, and I bought this home. Mind you, when I say... I'm a homeowner. I don't have like the whole single family home, yard, white picket fence, golden retriever, two car garage whole shebang. You know, like I have what's best can be best described as a one story condo. I don't have anybody above me, but I am like connected on, you know, a few sides. And I have, you know, the dreaded 
condo association fees, which are an arm and a leg. Like if you ever get the opportunity to not own in a condo association, you know, like not own. Yeah, like if you if you ever get the opportunity to own a, own um, property and you don't have to pay an HOA, definitely go for that. Well, that's a whole other story. I mean, there's there's pluses and minuses for having an HOA for sure, but the monthly payments are just bananas. Anyway, so when I got my place, of course, I was 24. I was a kid. I didn't know jack shit all about anything. I was single. I, you know, worked pretty far from home, so I had to drive into work every day. And my home was pretty much just like the place where I would just sleep and, you know, shower and get my, you know, change my clothes and all that good stuff. I wasn't really cooking because it was just me. I didn't have anyone to cook for. It's, I wasn't having visitors over, really. So, and even if I had visitors over, I'd usually probably just order out or they would meet up and we would just go somewhere to go out. Like, we weren't really hanging out at my house because, like, why would you do that? <laughs> Um, you know, we were young. And, yeah, and, like, even when it came to, like, dating, if the opportunity, like, you know, if not the opportunity, but if the moment arose where, like, a guy would come over, it wouldn't ever be anything serious. So, if anything, it'd probably just be, like, a one-night stay. And... I would be totally fine with that because I don't really want to, you know, have to care about this person the next day, so to speak. So for the past, you know, so for several years, it was just essentially like that. And, and like, yeah, I would cook occasionally. I would clean you know, when I absolutely needed to. But I admit that I was not the cleanest person. I wasn't even the second cleanest. <laughs> I I was I was very like neglectful of maintaining my home, so to speak. Like I just I guess because I lived alone, I didn't feel a reason to take care of it, really. Also, I was a bit rebellious because, you know, having just moved out of my parents' house, you just sort of feel as though you have to... I mean, even at my parents' house, like, because I also live with, like, my brothers... And, you know, both of my parents, it wasn't just, like, me taking care of the whole house, for example. Like, you know, I'd probably have to just clean my bathroom. You know, I didn't really have to, like, worry about my bedroom, really, because, you know, it was just, like, a bed and a dresser and sadness and stress for a living with my parents. But, um, 
you know, I had to like take care of cleaning the bathroom and occasionally my mom would get on me, especially when it came to changing the trash can in the bathroom. Like she would want me to change it when it was probably like a third full, whereas like I would wait until the trash can was totally full to change it. That was just my level of cleanliness. And, you know, sometimes we'd get into arguments about it. I would take care of the dishes occasionally. More so when I was, of course, like in, you know, grade school and high school and all that, because, you know, you got home earlier and you have to do the chores and stuff before your parents come home and, and all that. But, like, after college and, like, when I was, like, working, you know, like, it, it wasn't so much the case because I'd get home pretty late to, like, do the dishes and all that. But if I were to have, like, left the dishes in the sink, you know, sometimes my mom, who just doesn't sleep, <laughs> she would just go into the kitchen and see my dishes, like, the couple of dishes in the sink, and then, like, sometimes she'd wake me up and tell me to go wash the dishes, and, you know, it was just, like, yeah, like, did I deserve that? I don't know. It's, up, like, you know, it's up to your discretion. I think there would there was better parenting styles. However, I I was an adult legally at the time, so I should have known better for sure. Absolutely. You know, I was living on my own, you know, after moving out of my parents' house, buying my own place, I was living on my own and not really giving a shit. You know, like things, you know, like I got, there was definitely like just like some, some, cleanliness issues I'll admit like it was it wasn't good and I guess I'm like literally airing out my dirty laundry metaphorically and literally maybe figuratively as well I'm not even sure what figuratively means but um yeah like like things would would get neglected and I would feel a little bit embarrassed sometimes of like you know how things would be. I remember um, one of my guy friends would come over because I was helping him with like a website and I'd have to like come home and try to like clean the place because like you just, you know, like you can't have it looking like how I was having it when, you know, like a person is coming, like a friend is coming over. So I remember there was like two times in a row he like came by and, like, he helped me, like, change the trash. Like, I think it was twice, which is, like, kind of embarrassing. Fortunately, he and I are still friends to this day. You know, he's a wonderful human being. <laughs> but it was just kind of like, when I think back on it, I'm like, holy shit, that's embarrassing. I remember at the time, I was thinking it was embarrassing, too. But I, it was like I was kind of trying to hide it. You know, like, I was trying, not, like, in front of him, you know, not, like, not necessarily in front of my friend, but in front of myself. I was trying to hide the, I guess, the embarrassment, the, the, the nature of, like, who I was. I, I guess I wasn't really proud of that, of who I was in, in that aspect, in terms of cleanliness. Like, there were a lot of aspects of me that I was, you know, proud of and happy of, but that was something that was very, I was very shameful of. And I think it was, 
you know, due to just how I grew up. Like we, you know, like they say, like if your parents, with your parents teaching, like if mess may have been like the equivalent of being like a bad kid. So I always feel like, oh, somebody catches me cleaning or, you know, is helping me clean something or if they, you know, if like the guest bathroom isn't immaculate, then I will be looked at as lesser than, as bad. It, you know, it wasn't something that I was, I was, I guess, like indifferent of. Like if somebody like saw like the mess, I, like I, I definitely felt it, but I tried to like hide it from myself, like emotionally. Like there were times when, when I was living by myself, my mom would just come over and she had this this habit of going into my bathroom. And mind you, you know, like I'm in the, the master bedroom, so like you have to go into my room, go through my bedroom to get to my bathroom. So she would just barge her happy ass through there and see how it looked. And, you know, if it was like, and like, granted, yeah, it's my bathroom and like not, Many people are gonna really be seeing it, but I'll, I'll admit, like it wasn't, you know, the cleanest. Granted, like granted, it wasn't like a hot mess, or you know, it's not like it'd make you like throw up in your mouth kind of thing. However, like it, it wasn't how. It, it wasn't in a state that I was proud of. I guess that's the best way to describe it. It, you know, some people would probably look at it and not care. Others would look at it and, you know, think it needed, it's like, okay, this needs to be clean, but I'm not, you know, it's not going to ruin anything. <laughs> and, but my mom would see it and I guess like, it was like a direct reflection on herself that like her child, her offspring is living like this. And therefore, once again, she is being bad, you know, she is being disrespectful, she, you know, like, so that's kind of how, like, mess and cleanliness was sort of, like, taught to me. I wouldn't say I was, like, rebellious, however, I was a bit rebellious in my own way. So sometimes my mom would just barge in, because that was just her thing with me, apparently, according to, like, my other siblings. My mom has like this just this thing that she just like nitpicks and nags on about each of us. I think for one of my sisters, it's like how how she keeps like the countertop, like the counter in her kitchen. I don't know, like even though the sister I'm referring to is like hella fucking clean, so I don't know what the hell my mom is getting at. I think she, I think my mom was actually getting at the fact that the countertops were too clean. I I remember my sister told one of my sisters told me that. My mom, our mom got upset because we just had to make a comment about how clean her house was. Like, what the fuck? So, like, there's no pleasing my mom is the moral of the story. (laughs) (laughs) So, like, you know, so she would just get really upset with me and, like, just barge in because I was just, she needed to get mad at me about something. And I wasn't proud of, of that, of how I kept my bathroom. There was no talking to her. There was no... You know, there was no reasoning. It was just like, 
essentially my mom would just make me feel like I'm a piece of shit. Like I'll, I'll just put it out there. Like that's how, to me, how how her words would would come across. And, it, and of course, like feeling like a piece of shit isn't like a great way to feel, you know, <laughs> especially like from your parents. But when your parents are Jamaican, then you know either they're either they praise you like you're the second coming of Jesus, or you're shittier than shit. Like there's no in between. <laughs> so. You know, yeah, so like, and then, you know, my mom moved in with me um, a couple of years ago, and then she lived with me for two and a half years, and, you know, the first couple of months to a year or so was rough. Not to say, like, the next year and a half wasn't rough, like, the entire time she was living with me was really fucking rough, but, you know, of course, the initial adjustment was, was incredibly rough as well, and... You know, like, she would, I guess, sort of, like, nitpick at everything, how I wouldn't cook, how, I, you know, I don't clean, and she was just sort of doing everything. I will admit that she was right. I We we sort of fell back into the whole mother-daughter role, and it's like, well, of course, Elle, that she's your mom and you're her daughter, what other, how, how else would you guys fall back? It's like, well, at the time, I was like a, a whole ass adult you know i have i was the homeowner i should have been you know taking care of things better but i was not you know i felt like that bachelorette frog meme you know like from way back in the day probably like the 2010s when like the subreddit advice animals (laughs) were would use like actual animals so I feel like the I was kind of like the bachelorette frog, <laughs> like just you know not being the cleanest um, person and and things like that. So you know my mom would just be cooking and cleaning, and I didn't really want to get in between that because it's like I sort of felt like who am I to say what I'm not really doing either, at least to her level and expectations of what that is and I just knew that living with her was temp her living with me rather was temporary so I just you know I just sort of just like let that happen however I sort of um kind of made myself very small you know like I didn't feel like I could totally express myself in my own home in my own sanctuary that I created and it was, you know, just, it was just incredibly detrimental on me mentally, and that's for a whole other episode. So, essentially what I wanted to say was, how your home is, and like who and what is like taking care of it, can really affect you mentally. And you don't really realize how it affects you until you are creating the space for yourself. And what I mean by that is decorating the home for yourself, finding things that you actually like for yourself, painting the walls the colors that you want, decorating your bed sheets how you want them to, It wasn't until my mom moved out last year 
that it wasn't until I started to actually like look around at my space and see what was mine and how I want to convey myself. You know, I was, my mom lived with me for two and a half years, so who I was prior to her moving in and who I was after, who I am after her leaving, were two different people. It felt as if I just came out of like a hyperbolic time chamber of sorts, if you're familiar with Dragon Ball Z. Like, I aged, and I was just sort of looking back at how I grew and where I need to be going. When I moved in, you know, six to eight years ago, or whatever the hell, the place was essentially the same. You know, I hadn't done any, like, renovations or anything, of course, because them shits is expensive, yeah. But, you know, I didn't even, like, paint the walls or anything. The art that was hanging up was something I sort of just bought on impulse because I was buying a coffee table from a friend who was moving out of his apartment, and he had some art that I didn't even, like, particularly like it was just sort of there and I just needed shit to hang on my walls so I just bought it from him too because I was already there and he was already getting rid of it and I had that hanging up it wasn't it wasn't any reflection of me it was more so just something to have on the walls it was like just the thing to do I didn't know what to paint my home you know, like it was, I just didn't know how to go about doing that, even though I had all the resources. So it wasn't until, you know, like my mom moved out and she was getting her place painted and renovated and all that jazz that I decided to you know, I, I used the painter that she had to, and he came and painted my place and it was sort of a rush to figure out what the fuck I wanted to paint my home. And it it was sort of last minute. Like, I knew what I how I wanted to paint my um, master bath, but I had no idea how to paint, you know, like the rest of the home. <laughs> I had no idea. So... We ended up, I ended up um, seeing this color in my mom's garage, and it was agreeable gray. And I really loved the color, so I ended up um, getting most of my home painted agreeable gray. And then I have an accent wall in the living room that's red bay. And I only found out that that was a good accent color for agreeable gray because I just Googled accent colors for agreeable gray. And my favorite color is red. And I was like, all right, cool. I have no idea what the fuck it's going to look like. But I don't have a choice and I don't really want a choice. I just need this wall painted. And to paint my bedroom, 
it was just like, I think I asked my sister, I can't remember why we agreed on green. I do like it, though. But it was just, it was sort of rushed, but I, I appreciate it so much because it needed to be done. I needed a drastic change. I needed a drastic change, change of my surroundings. I needed to put my mom living with me in the past. I needed to put my former self in the past. And I needed to step into my new self. And, and my new self is, you know, someone who is, who works out. My new self is someone who, like, goes to therapy. My new self is someone who takes risks again, who tries new things again, who, you know, like, isn't as depressed anymore, you know? <laughs> like, I, I was trying to step into, you know, like this new self, and I was also entering a new decade of life. So it was just a... And it, it was just like a big change for me. And changing my surroundings was really necessary. And this new self... um really likes to think about her tomorrow self. I don't know if I've mentioned this on on this podcast, but there's like a concept that I kind of came up with for myself. I'm not saying I invented it. I, I guarantee you I have not. I'm sure there's, you know, like, it's not like groundbreaking. But I have this thing called my tomorrow self where I gotta focus on today, you know, setting up to like setting up things today so my tomorrow self has a better day or just an easier time, an easier morning, for example. Like because I've been working out and because I've been working from home, I have to, you know, prepare breakfast for myself. <laughs> so I like to fry eggs or boil eggs or, you know, something. And what do I need to fry eggs? I need a clean frying pan. And if I wake up the next morning and I see a dirty frying pan in the sink, I will be less inclined to make food. And therefore, I'll eat something junky. And I won't have as great of a, of a morning as, you know, I want to. So when it's the night, the evening, I start to think about like, okay, what is it that I want tomorrow? Most likely eggs or, I don't know, like, I don't know, whatever the hell else, oatmeal. And like whatever dishes or what have you that I'm going to need for the next day. So every evening I clean the dishes. I get the dishes clean. If you were to ask me five, six years ago if I would be the type of person who cleans their dishes every evening, I would have been like, hell no, but I wish. That's who I would love to be. And it's insane that I am that person. 
I wouldn't have thought I was that per. I, I wouldn't have believed I would become that person in a million years, even if you paid me. So when I moved in, you know, to my place in like, you know, in my early mid twenties, I would, you know, like I would, you know, let the dishes pile because I didn't care about my tomorrow self. I was just going to figure it out that day. Like tomorrow's self was tomorrow. Like tomorrow's problems was tomorrow's self's problem. <laughs> like how they say worry about tomorrow, tomorrow. Yeah. Or like tomorrow never comes. So I, I kind of had that mindset. It's like whatever. I'm just caring about the here and now. I'm hungry right now. Let me order some Uber Eats. Let me just pick up something on the way home. Let me just snack on something when I get home. It's just me. I don't care. I don't want to use any dishes because all the dishes are dirty in the sink. And I don't feel like cleaning the sink. I don't feel like doing the dishes. It's such a pain. And yeah, and then the dishes would pile and it would be absolutely disgusting. I'll, I'll admit that. And it's just crazy to think back on myself then because I would get so upset with myself for how I would keep the dishes, for how I would, you know, just let them pile. I'd get so upset with myself. You know, like, I would just be like, what the hell is wrong with me? I can't do anything right. Mom was right. You know, like, I would, I would say the worst things to myself over some dirty dishes. And it sounds like, and I've always, not always, but like I've heard that never joke about or say anything negative about yourself because your body can't tell the difference. And I really start, I'm really starting to believe that because I've I've definitely been seeing it. I've learned that, you know, just forgiving yourself is very important. And, you know, like I think back on myself and I understand why I was like that. I understand why I wasn't as responsible as I am now. And... I forgive her. I just wish she wasn't so hard on herself because it's really not worth it. But I am hopeful that she knows who she becomes and that that she becomes someone that she wouldn't have believed could become. And I hope she's proud of me. Another thing I've learned about, you know, home ownership is who to let into your home. You can't, you know, you can't just have anybody live with you. And I'm not just saying that because my mom lived with me for, for so long. It, somebody in your space 
really can affect you. And I don't want to sound like that that dreadlocks woo-woo chick, you know, talking about energies and spirits and, and shit like that, but I do I do absolutely think it's true. People in your space can really can yeah, can truly like just like affect your energies and, and things like that. You could you know, kind of feel what they're feeling. It can kind of bring you down. It can affect you in ways that you don't fully really realize. And I also, and just like with clutter and mess, you know, people can definitely do that with you too. Like it might seem kind of small, you know, like just somebody, I don't know, like just in your house having a drink. But just like their very being could just be kind of just like clashing with the energy and vibe that you brought to your home. Not to sound Gen Z, but your your home is a vibe. Your home, you know, like has an energy, it emits an energy. And it's the energy that you create. So when somebody comes into your into your space, into your energy, they can definitely disrupt it and affect it. I don't really feel like it's like renting a home like yeah you may have like your friends come over and like you know you rent an apartment and all that it's it's not quite the same and i really do think it just kind of comes down to just ownership because just like how you may own your your car you may take good care of your car you don't really just let anybody drive your car because it's sort of like your space and you kind of made that into like your your zen your sanctuary whereas like your apartment is most likely just um, especially if you live alone, of course. Like, your apartment is just something that you don't care about as much because you don't own it. So you don't care if the washing machine breaks because you just call up your landlord and they just give you a new washing machine. Whereas in my case, when my washing machine broke, and yes, this is a, this is a true story, <laughs> when my washing machine just didn't feel like getting the water out of the washing machine, you know, draining out, I had to figure out how to get a new washing machine quickly. Because that is not an appliance that you can just, you know, take months on not, you know, not fixing. Like, I'd say like your dishwasher, you can have that be broken for months. I would go crazy personally but you know you could just hand wash your dishes for months until you save up to get a washing machine a dishwasher but a washing machine you have you know at least four to six business days at best <laughs> until you can get a washing machine you know so i had to solve that problem you know i went on facebook marketplace and i was like i happened to find an older washing machine because i can't just get any new fancy schmancy one you know, in the in the space that it fits. And I wanted a top loader and preferably someone who can deliver it, and that's like a whole other thing. So but fortunately I was able to find that. But it was just and also it was during the pandemic too. So which which we're still in by the way. I'm not saying that it's over, but it's a little bit more contained now. That's you know, just something to be mindful of when you are considering buying a place. Of course, everybody says that, like, 
oh, that's why I'm going to rent forever because if something happens, then, you know, the landlord will have to take care of it. It's like, well, that depends if you have a good landlord or not, for one. And two, when you're a homeowner, shit's not just breaking all the time. <laughs> like, some people's cases, for sure. You know, like, if their inspector was shit, you know, prior to buying a place. But, you know, things are going to break. Things are going to wear down eventually. And you just have to be able to take care of it. So it's always good to, you know, save money for emergencies like that. But emergencies like that aren't often. They happen. They inevitably happen. They're not often. Um, I didn't, like, want to mention lastly that when it comes to maintaining a home it's it's definitely not as easy as you think at least not for me it was and i i, I have like a a new appreciation <laughs> this is going to sound so shallow and i apologize to my mom ahead of time because what i'm about to say but i you know it's like i i found like a just a new found appreciation for everything my mom did for you know especially when we were growing up you know in grade school how you know she would cook she would clean she would take care of us and I'm talking as if she was a single mom she wasn't my dad was there <laughs> but like was he though I guess so he was like he was there he he came home every night. He was in the house. But like what he like but like my mom was the primary like caretaker of the home. And I just sort of took that for granted. Of course we were, you know, I was a kid, you just sort of get born into this situation and you just see what's going around going, you know, what's happening and you just accept that for what it is. But it's not until I got to now <laughs> that I realized like just how much work that is. It is so much fucking work. It is so much bloody work just to do the dishes every day. The same motherfucking dishes. And it's not like you really want new dishes. You know, it's just it's just never ending, I guess is what I'm saying. Unless like I, I hire a maid. Unless, you know, I start like bawling out of control and hire a maid. But I don't even think I would do that. Maybe if I was bawling insanely out of control. But just bawling out of control, I, I, would, I would just clean my own dishes. I've been seeing, you know, just like the positive effects of just having like a a better, um, cleaner, more maintained, more in control home because you feel more in control. Keeping the place or like, you know, growing up, if the place was dirty, why it drove my mom so crazy? Because you feel like you have less control. And, you know, I couldn't even imagine that on top of, you know, having kids and a husband who did jack shit all. 
And like, yeah, like I could see how, you know, that could um, drive somebody crazy. Because I drive myself crazy with my own self, with my own stuff, with my own doing. And so like, you know, going back to when I was talking about people you bring into your home, this is, you know, incredibly pertinent for when you're looking for a partner. You got to see how they act when it comes to cleaning up after themselves or, you know, just things like that. I've seen on social media and, you know, from people that I actually know personally and also from, uh, like, you know, TikTok, Twitter, et cetera, and so forth, of just how, like, this is mainly, like, wives and mothers, how they start to complain about their husbands, boyfriends, what have you, not really cleaning up, after, you know, like, helping to clean up, helping to maintain the home. And... As someone who has no kids, who is single, I would be going out of my mind if I had to clean up after a grown adult. But I hear that, you know, I have an article from Romper that I'm actually looking at right now, how clutter, clutter actually affects females more overall. Um, of course, like how how we grew up, it, things differentiate and things like that. However, it seems like overall, um, if we generate like a quote here, generalizing as a whole, women are much more affected by a cluttered home or workspace. Um, like women tend to take clutter personally. Their minds connect an emotional attachment to mess as meaning the clutter makes them less than or not good enough. Women's perception of mess attaches an identity and meaning to it. And men just see it as clutter. Like they don't attach any meaning or, or see any urgency. You know, like they don't attach like their self-worth to it. Of course, you know, these are findings from actual scientists, psychologists, neither of which I am. I do want to theorize or inference, whichever word sounds cooler. Of course, this is just my, my opinion as a woman that I think women tend to attach mess and clutter to themselves is probably because of how they grew up because women are socialized to be the caretakers of a home you know like we still have that 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 weird ass gender role of you know, a woman's role is in the kitchen, is in the house. They have to, you know, 
maintain the home while the man goes and works all day and comes home. However, since a lot of families um, grew up with both parents working outside of the home, you know, getting a paycheck in order to maintain the finances of said home, that isn't really the case as much anymore. Also, women are, you know, in the workforce more because they're doing their own thing. And people are getting married later overall anyway, you know, like heterosexual couples. I think any couples, actually. I mean, I haven't really been hearing, like, lesbians getting married sooner or something like that. But um, maybe I'm wrong. You know, definitely correct me if I'm wrong. But, yeah, I think people overall are just getting married later. You know, like they're taking the time to figure out themselves and living on their own. So, but I I do think that, you know, women are definitely more stigmatized to have like a cleaner place. And I do think from just my own experience, not me personally, just from women that I know, women that I've met, women that I've interacted with, if I've been in like, their home, their car, their dorm room, their desk at work. You know, I tend, you know, like, mainly like their home. Like, I've definitely seen, like, women tend to be, like, you know, can get very, like, messy, cluttery, dirty. I don't know if it's, like, more so than men. But I do think that women have probably rebelled more in terms of the whole cleanliness thing. They even said it at the in this article, not not necessarily women, but they said um like if you grew up with parents teaching you mess was equivalent to being a bad girl or a bad boy, then you either became perfectionistic about cleaning your mess or you completely rebelled. And growing up I you know, I have both brothers and sisters and I'm the youngest. And I noticed how my mom would talk to my brothers when it came to cleanliness and how and how it would differ drastically when she would talk to me. She would constantly say how I cannot keep, you know, like this bathroom looking like this because I am a female child. I am a female. I am a woman. You know, like she'd be like, yeah, men can get away with this. But women can't get away with this. And I I would say that, you know, because of the society that we live in, that's true. Yeah, I mean, to an extent, like, depending on how much you want to believe it, because we all know people, you know, women who are in relationships with men, and, you know, like, it's not like the home isn't the cleanest, but... Maybe to them it's clean. So, you know, to each their own. Like, you know, if they're functioning fine, then it works. And there's no reason to project your definition of clutter and cleanliness onto them if how their, you know, how their home is, is probably, you know, to them it's probably just totally fine. And, you know, they're they're making it work and, you know, everything's everything's Gucci. <laughs> so I guess like 
you know, to, I guess, to circle back about who you bring into your home, who you bring into, like, your relationship, you have to definitely find someone, and I'm kind of talking to myself on <laughs> this, too. You definitely have to find someone who respects how you like to keep things clean, especially if they're moving into your space. And also, you will have to come to some kind of conclusion, some kind of agreement when you two live together, maybe into your, you and your partner space. You know, if you put a down payment on a home and y'all are married, or if y'all two decide to move into an apartment together, you know, there has to be some kind of conversation, some kind of understanding, some kind of an agreement as to how you want to keep your space tidy. How you, like how you want to keep it... Yeah, exactly. It's just how you want to keep your space. And, yeah, you know, like, I wish everyone, us single folk out here, you know, the best of luck when it comes to finding someone who, you know, will just, like, respect how you want to keep the space clean. Because it really does affect your mental health, no matter how you want to how you want to cut it, however you want to, you know, think about it, it really does. Like, I've definitely seen an improvement of myself, just, you know, just a simple act of washing dishes. It's just doing something and getting my body moving. It may not seem like much, but it really does add up in the end. Also, just like sweeping the floor, and, you know, mopping, scrubbing the bathroom tile, you know, cleaning the vanity, et cetera, and so forth. Like, it's a movement. You know, you're burning calories. It is like an exercise. Like, there are, you know, reports and studies about that, how, like, that can kind of help with, you know, like, kind of, especially when you get to an old age, how it can kind of help with, like, brain activity. If, if I'm not mistaken, definitely, um, it, it, you know, if you if you find something that negates what I just said, definitely let me know because I I believe I've read about shit like that. Um, but yeah, I would suggest you know like if if your home isn't in a state that you're proud of and you are capable of changing it. I would say definitely go for it. Definitely attack it. You know, just attack it head on. I know it may seem overwhelming if you may have like a lot of clutter, a lot of mess, because you probably don't know where to start. But definitely just just start somewhere, start small. It It feels good to just throw shit away, throw just like random junk away. It's nice to see things that you probably haven't seen in years that you probably totally forgot about. It might be like a ticket stub from a show or, you know, like just some kind of memento that you got maybe from like a like a wedding, like a wedding favor. So like it, it, it could, you know, make you smile. You know, you could probably put that away somewhere. But if it really is just like an old credit card bill from 2016 <laughs> just throw it out um you know like 
it, it feels good to just kind of get rid of things. Like I, I feel it in my in my own home, in my own self, when I just get rid of something. It, like it's a, it's a really just like uplifting feeling for the home. Once again, I apologize for sounding like that woo-woo dreadlock chick, but it has helped me. Um, it's just a part of maintaining your space and, you know, dealing with your home. And this is something that if you are not a homeowner, it's, you know, definitely something that you can still do because when you're trying to move somewhere, that's a lot of the times when people want to start cleaning up and getting things situated. And that's not the wisest thing because then you're just going to bring a lot of that junk into your next space. And a lot of those old um, energies that may just weigh you down are going to be brought into your space. So you could actually start now in terms of clearing up your space and just letting better vibes and energies just kind of flow through. I am sounding hella like dreadlock spiritual right now, but just just go with it. It's it's fine. I, it, it feels good. Trust me, like just to clean, um, get rid of things, especially like things that people may have given you that you don't really care about. I, I know it may sound seem hard, but if it's not doing you any good, then there's if it's not bringing you joy, as Marie Kondo would say, then why hold on to it? You know, like, it's just emitting an energy that it's just an extra vibe, an extra energy, an extra frequency that you just really don't need in your home. And it could just be, like, the littlest thing, like a fucking plastic fork from takeout that, you know, that's, like, still wrapped in its in its packaging that you might, you know, use for when you go back to work and you bring lunch or something, even though they have plastic forks at work. Or, you know, like, just, like, little things that you just might hold on to that, you know, like, yeah, like, the stuff that you just have in your junk drawer because everybody has a junk drawer, which is such a funny concept, but we all have it. I have several junk drawers. I believe I have three. But... Yeah, um, I really hope that y'all enjoyed this episode. If you are my mom, I apologize <laughs> for maybe coming on or saying some harsh things. I, I do, I truly appreciate all the sacrifices that you've made, Mom, because it's, it is just absolutely mind-boggling and unimaginable as to how you could have done everything. And I truly see now how much you, like, really appreciated whenever... Even though you would, like, tell me to take the chicken out of the freezer or, or like, you know, cook the, the the chicken, cook the meat, 
cooked the rice. And I just didn't really feel like I was doing anything. You know, it was just like, all right, it's just chores, or this is just what mom wanted me to do. So I'll just make the shit. I'll just cook the chicken. I'll make the rice, whatever. You know, like, I really see how, like, just how much of a help that is. Because it may seem small, but it's actually quite massive. Because it's just one less thing for you to come home and worry about. And as someone who's, you know, living by herself, I really, truly see how just, you know, it, it's not even necessarily help. You know, it's just, it's just contributing to the home and helping the home just function, you know, just, you know, just flow. Because everybody needs to eat. Everybody needs to you know, like, seeing clutter and mess can be very irritating because it could be, it could feel overwhelming. And just how we grew up in this society, it's like a bad reflection on ourselves, even though that's not the actual case, you know. But just thinking, you know, just having that belief drilled into us can really be you know just very detrimental so and this goes to everyone but especially my mom just you know be easy on yourself when it comes to maintaining a space because it's not easy and you really just have to learn how to forgive yourself and take it one day at a time or just prepare yourself for tomorrow. And if you can just prepare yourself for tomorrow, then you're doing incredibly well. So <laughs> with that said, I'm signing off. Thank you all so much for listening. I hope you enjoyed this episode. Please let me know what you thought of it. Um, yeah. Y'all have a great evening. Peace.